to all my people if you're into He-Man The Skeletor, the unofficial Revelations companion It's more than a cartoon, I'm here to let you know Masters of the universe, Revelations, for show We breaking down the episodes, this is what you need in Before He-Man, grab somebody and start eating From Evil in Clamp Champ, Tila and the Man of Arms They have the power, so come and join the squad Yeah, dear Skeletor, the unofficial Revelations companion Let's go! Welcome to Dear Skeletor, the unofficial companion podcast to the Masters of the Universe, Revelation. Join us as we recap each episode, celebrate the things we loved, and discuss the other aspects we may not have liked as much. I'm Forrest, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, John. John, are you ready to talk about Cartoon Hell? Yes. I'm always that's where we're, 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 that's where we're at today. We're in cartoon yeah. hell. Yeah. Yeah. Is this is this yeah. I've seen I mean, worse. isn't it? Well, I mean, okay, yes. I mean, the show is not cartoon hell, but no. where they're at is certainly cartoon hell. I mean, it is a cartoon hell, but it's not like spawn level cartoon hell. And I'm talking well, movie or the cartoon. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Oof, that movie. When they went to hell. Oh, no. Remember when they showed Mal Bolger? Ooh, (laughs) oh, yeah. And he's like, they couldn't afford to, like, animate his mouth moving, so he's just standing there. Looking like a slack-jaw yokel. Yep, and he says so much dialogue. You're like, don't do this. Don't do it, Todd McFarlane. Just have him glare. Just have him glare. That's all you need to do. He's like... (laughs) Oh, Simmons, you will understand. But the whole time, he's just like, eh. Yep, he's just drooling. And then yeah. there's all those other spawns, and they looked so bad. And they're just like, oh, come on. Hey, it's me, Spawn 2. <laughs> and so many repeated fire effects that I was waiting to oh, see, like, man. the the watermark from the company they bought it from, like in each corner of each one, like (laughs) produced by Firebrand, you know, interactive. (laughs) (laughs) Even at the time, even at the time that was, those were bad effects and, uh, matched only by Martin Sheen's hair dye. Oh my God. That wasn't hair dye, dude. That was like shoe polish. Oh no. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's called Grecian formula. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's funny that movie came out and you know uh, we've we've talked about how big of a like Spawn comic book fan I was mm-hmm. on um, our other uh, hit podcast Pop Saga yeah world famous yeah um, listen to yeah. all over the world and that's not even a joke yeah there are so many country codes that like I don't even know where they're from uh, nope. I was like mm-hmm. might be fake yeah. <laughs> Could be. Oh, that'd be terrible. Like Mars. Just getting, yeah, yeah, all right, <laughs> Venus. Okay, that's fine. I guess uh, I don't know where that country is. Um, <laughs> but I remember, like, I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this movie. But then when I was working at the movie theater, we had the Spawn World premiere there, and wow, the only reason why I saw it was because Martin Sheen told me I should watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wants your money. Martin Sheen well, knows what's up. He, he, I, I went and got his autograph, so I have it. It's actually sitting in my office now. That's and, brilliant. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I was an inspiring actor back of then. Course. So, 
you know, and I, I, I really dug like his, his performances. He, he, he is intense of all the Estevez last, you know, sheens and all that. He is the intense one. So anyway, I went over and was super nervous, but he was super kind. He wrote on the, uh, you know, wrote on my autograph. He's like to John peace. <laughs> and then after that he told me he's like hey make sure you see the movie so i said all right mr sheen you got it so then after i photo bombed him so i have a photo with me and martin sheen in the same picture but he doesn't mm-hmm. realize that uh we re-showed the the uh movie because it was so popular so i went upstairs and i watched it and the whole time i was watching going okay oh, oh. boy Ooh. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Like they saw Jurassic Park, right? Like, the technology <laughs> exists, right? They know they can do better, right? They can do, they can do better. I saw real fire in that. What is this? The whole the whole time, I felt like I was in like this fever dream. Um, oh man! So yeah. so many ill advised effects in that movie. Uh, the cape. Oh, the cape. Oh, geez, don't do that. <laughs> Just don't a, do that. A tangled, knotty mass of of fruit roll ups just everywhere. Yeah, but not even the ones you want to eat. Like it, it truly no. is like like fruit leather you stepped know, like, on. It was stepped on fruit yeah. roll ups. <laughs> yeah, but guess what? There's none of that in this episode. <laughs> Masters of the Universe Revelation. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I took us a bit on a tangent, and it seems like we might be, you know, kind of treading water a little bit. And I think this episode is guilty of the same thing a little bit. It, it Honestly, it feels like almost every episode where, like, if you were the cut at this point, I feel like if you cut out, like, a good 60% of it and left me with, like, the tail end. I would still get what happened during the rest of the episode that was cut out. Um, yeah, especially this one. This one was very like, like I know it was about twenty, I don't know what twenty four minutes, I think, and some change, but it really could have been like a good twelve, and I would have been all right with that. Not saying yeah. what I saw was bad. It was just it. This one almost felt a little outside of the objective of them getting the. Uh, the subternia's part or half of the uh, sword of power really felt like there was no reason for them to do this except for some shock value. Yeah, I mean, I think that there is. I feel because like we've only seen half the season. I feel like some of the stuff will pay off later. That's true. That, that's a possibility. Um, but I think especially if you think because during this episode. Our hero, our, our adventuring party gets uh, sp- split up into three distinct groups. We got Tila by herself. We got uh, Orko and Evelyn. And then Andra, Roboto, and Beastman. And uh, so those are the three groups. But the Andra, Roboto, and Beastman part is very much like they could have showed, they could have just had them tell the other characters what happened to them at the end and that would have been fine because really in terms of like i mean all it really did it to for me is reinforce that andra might be the goat of this uh this whole series she might be the greatest of all time 
Um, because like she is like the the only one who isn't hung up. <laughs> you know, she's the she's the new character. You know, she's based on a name that that existed in the He Man mythos, but she's definitely different. And uh, she her lack of sort of past entanglements really gives her the ability to kind of forge forward in a way that these other characters can't. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, none of those hangups, every, everyone has, uh, has went to like the, you know, the Samsonite store just has nothing but <laughs> like just luggage that they're, <laughs> that they're dragging with them everywhere. But it's in all this those one, roller bags. Yeah, but in this one instance, like the 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 B story, or maybe even the C story, them, you know, spoilers by the way, uh, <laughs> fighting, uh, uh, you know, fighting, you know, like zombies. Yeah, and where it, do they even come from? Because, well, like, for, remember, for you go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna ask, like. There is, there are sort of a a through line of these monsters they're battling, and most of the monsters are horny apes. Um, yeah, that's what I call that's them. Right. That's right. Horny I call apes, them shadow and, uh, beast, but horny yeah, apes works too. Better, but <laughs> I'm gonna call them descriptor. <laughs> I'm gonna keep calling them horny apes, but like they see a bunch of horny apes up on the ridge, yep. and then they. Then fight zombies and fire bats. Like I don't know what they're just like. The guys on the ridge are just watching. <laughs> they got little yeah. pennants and popcorn. Yeah, they're just kind of going like, mm. like for for a minute. Like you know, they're intimating that these shadow selves might be like things that you know uh, the people who are truly afraid in these situations are seeing. You know, like we get like a shadow like trolling. You know, looking like Orko, and I was like, oh, that'd be demented, right? Have all like these shadow versions of him, like. You know, trying to chase him and Evil Lynn down. Now I turned into a horny ape, a giant horny <laughs> ape, but still a horny ape. Granted, it's big. I mean, it's but, big. It's yeah. impressive, but it wasn't like as psychologically terrifying as I would expect it to be. You know, just as yeah. You know, and it's the same. Yeah, we see these like shadow beasts on the hill versus you know like Roboto and them, and all of a sudden, yeah, they're just zombies. Like, it, and, <laughs> yeah like i almost it was weird i was almost expecting R roboto to just they should have just had another side story where he wasn't there at all because <laughs> he was just like just standing like where did they go i wonder i think maybe you know like everyone else is either all passed out on the floor tripping balls or disappeared or whatever but he's just kind of like let me go looking for them because <laughs> none of this phases him at all. He's just there as a plot device, really. Yeah, I it, wonder how how does that work? Because he is a robot, as as might be suggested by his name. But he... How does, like, an illusion work on a robot? I mean, it. I would hope it doesn't. But maybe there's, mm. you know, there's a bunch to Eternia tech and magic and how both are kind of fused into one maybe he he's able to experience illusions because you know he's he's built there but for me i was just like mm, he's not afraid you know like i mean he calls out the episode he's like i'm not terrible because he literally can't be he can't be so i'm like well why are you there then like i much would have rathered 
us see his perspective of just seeing like Andre and Beast Man like just fighting the air, you know, <laughs> like just yeah. a little rock out crapping, not fighting anything. <laughs> like, yeah, just what are you? Mm, what is happening? Yeah, curious. You know, and just <laughs> that's it. Um, I'm gonna sit here. Yeah, let me observe you. Okay. And he <laughs> still does the thing he does, you know. He's like, <laughs> let me sure. let me make it real bright. Boop. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just to to jump on the spoiler train for, I mean, a little bit. Well, I'll just say this: this it seems like his involvement in this scene is like a really long walk for the payoff that we get in yeah. the next episode. And really, the only reason he's in this scene and even has the dialogue that he has is that we get that paid off. In uh, in the final uh, episode of this this you know first half of the of the first season, if there is any more uh, seasons of this show, yeah, no, no, I mean you know hindsight, like if this would have came out episodically, and I would have watched this one and I had to wait a week, I'd have said they'd been like, what was this episode? <laughs> what was this about? Like, what what just happened? What did I just what did I just go through? And then, <laughs> then the next one, I've been like, "Oh, okay, well, that's uh, cool." I get it? I get it now. I pick it up what you're putting down, but in this instance, it's just kind of like, eh, "Okay, that's cool." Um, well, I think like the way that this episode starts, sort of. It, I mean, it's sort of it's sort of like the other episodes in which it starts, uh, kind of directly after the last one, but this one seems even more close to the end of the last episode than the previous one was to the the second episode, you know? Um, mm -hmm. This one, like, is immediately after the last one. So I think that really lends to the sort of feeling that it is, it is, like, it... I mean, I guess it kind of... It falls into the trap that a lot of, like, penultimate episodes fall into, which is they're just kind of have to set up the final episode. And I think I think this is no different. Whoa, that was a burp. That was a weird burp. That was a weird burp. I yeah, had, like, I tried to stifle it, and it just made like a weird... It sounded like one of those stress ball things that people squeeze when the eyes pop out, you know? Oh, the, yeah, the eyes and the ears or the nose. Yeah, yeah, I got you, <laughs> yep. I got you. Yeah, that I really disturbing, you... like, uh, proto-clown that you <laughs> apparently de-stresses people. Yeah, no, I thought you ate, like, a kazoo or something. Yep. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um yeah again this one was just one of those the, the pacing did pick up almost i don't want to be like real time because obviously that was not the case but yeah um the next well honestly the next episode follows the same trade almost it's almost immediately on the hills of uh the previous episode which i do like i like how close those are together because they're really close to their objective here um as far as getting it but as far as what you kind of experienced it's just like okay i subternia could have just been a, a cave to me i mean it kind of is at the end of the day and it's like they the cave is cool i'll i'll give them that like I'm we start in the uh, cave just because <laughs> but that's all it is. I mean, no wonder Scareglow is so pissed and he's like 
give me your fear because I'm so bored. I'm so bored down here. Well, okay. One, great to see Scareglow in a cartoon. Yeah. I mean, talk about an obscure character getting their due. Yeah. I mean, originally, I think he was listed as the ghost of Skeletor. Um, (laughs) But that got, you know, that got retconned a little bit. So, but, you know, they even they even play up into it in this episode. You know, he's like, that's a name, you know, for another time or something. But, like, having Tony Todd be your scare glow is even better. Tony Todd's void is just amazing and you have spectacular. Well, like I you, yeah. If you've got scare glow, you, you can't just, you have to have someone with so much gravitas in your voice because it is so ridiculous on his face. It's the guy's name is Scareglow for God's sakes. Well, I mean, look, he does have very much like you know seventies metal black light face. <laughs> but <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I think where it gets sillier is the fact that when he glows, his bones tattoos glow. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, you got to give it up for the production designers on this show. I mean, they stayed faithful to Which the I- look for better or worse. I mean, for better for me, but I don't know. Oh, no, I think he looks great. I mean, you know, he's he's also a super ripped skeleton when it comes down to it, you know? Like he's got one of the meaty necks and you know, he's really down with the, you know, the fluorescent body paint. Yeah, and like, and he sounds terrifying. But then I'm pissed at this guy. Not really, but like I'm like he's like I need your fear, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's like why don't you keep a couple people down there to you know like nurse off with some fear? Because it seems yeah. like you're not getting the influx of people to Subternia like I would imagine you should be. You know, like. You know, because it, it, it's not like a, a, you know, for better or worse, a, a heaven or hell transaction here. It's very specific people go to either of these spots. And, you know, and Tila and gang, they were just like tourists down there. But the fact that he just didn't have like a couple people like, you know, hanging on the wall or like, you know, their fear is running out. You know, something like that. Uh, that would be pretty cool. That would be cool. Actually, that's a great little rewrite because in the first part of this episode, we have uh, Orko giving a little nursery rhyme that is so dead on exposition y that it was distracting. He's just like, don't believe any of the illusions. Uh, Scareglow is the guy down here. <laughs> it's like, it perfectly <laughs> sets the table. And I would have much rather them be like walking down and find some chained up, you know, get some, put some uh, obscure He-Man and characters in there. Let's say we, she runs across a a wizened and skeletal Fisto, and Fisto oh. is trapped out here, and he's on the verge of death, and and uh, you know he's just like oh, Skaglo. <laughs> <laughs> And like, just give have him give that kind of exposition and set the of stuff up instead of just like there's a there's a tra- a trollin or a trollin uh, nursery rhyme that haps to happens to set up this next sequence of events perfectly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh man, I would love the idea of just like this, you know, fist up being like, 
I have not fisted people in years. <laughs> what I will become of my fisto? Yeah, take, take my fisto and use it well. <laughs> what will become of my fist, though? Fisto's fist, though. What will become of it? Why, it's the only thing keeping me chained down here is the incredibly thick fist. <laughs> Take your fist off! No! No! It's my whole thing! <laughs> it's my bag! Between that and my luscious mustache, it's the only tiny hand! <laughs> oh my god, it's if he's holding on to It's a giant, like, metal Hulk hand. And he's got this little itty bitty hand holding onto the post. And that's Don't the tell only anyone thing. about my <laughs> tiny hand! <laughs> you, you see it! Do not judge Fisto! Do not judge me. Don't tell Clamp Champ about my tiny hand. <laughs> oh, man, and then I saw it. He's got a, he's got a baby hand in there. <laughs> Tila's like, oh, oh, oh. oh, no, it's it's fine. It looks great. It's just a normal-sized hand. <laughs> I still take that exposition over what we got or i mean they could have done it but i think to your point it shouldn't be so on the nose i, I think you could have played with it a little bit more yeah like or, the, even the rhyme scheme gets fucked up towards the end just to fit the like to the exposition uh exposition into the uh nursery rhyme yeah yeah agreed agreed yeah, uh, so they just kind of they split everyone up at the from the get go like Tila turns around after those glowing stones start doing their thing, and then everybody's just gone. Like you do down in Subternia. Like I guess like Scareglow's got to diversify his uh, uh, scare folio. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or yeah. fear well, I mean, folio? I guess it seems like he just kind of he does something different for the rest of the gang, and only Tila is his his focus. Maybe he's just kind of putting him on ice until he can he can get to them oh, or maybe like the horny apes uh are an extension i mean he is the ruler down here so he? well <laughs> that's what the nursery rhymes is yeah i mean it just sounds like because he's the only one down there yeah well him and the horny apes don't forget that but the horny apes don't show up in the non-horny ape area that's like, i mean it that's true i don't know really what the I mean, deal is like subternia just strikes me as that you know scareglow found some nice acreage he set up shop he's got no roommates he's got yep. no minions or anything just a, a square spiral staircase that takes you to there and then that's it so like i mean to be fair look when i'm in my bathroom i'm ruler there no one can stop me but it's only because I'm the only one in it. <laughs> right. So, like, that's all I'm yeah. saying. That's all. I'm Maybe saying. he's that's more of like a middle manager, but he's like, uh, <laughs> horny apes. You, you take care of these guys. Tila's dripping with fear. Yeah. 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 No. Yep. No. No. I, I thought it was weird that uh, Tila gets the Degaba treatment while everyone else gets like full on illusions. Yeah, they get, yeah, she gets, she loses out. She's like, 
She just has to stay in that dingy old cage and then eventually fall down a real scary pit. But uh, everyone else gets, yeah, full-fledged illusions, kind of. Like, Evelyn and Orko get, like, a very story-rich, cool illusion. And Andra, Roboto, and Beastman just get, like, a field with some bones on it. Yeah, okay, I mean, it wasn't, like, anywhere of note. Which is another thing that just kind of struck me as, like, they set him up as, like, this, you know, like, this fear inducing individuals so you would really hope there'd be more to the environments like it was for orco um orco and evil in it meaning so much to orco it would make sense that you know i'd hope like andro or like even beastman we would be experiencing like uh either maybe you know, like the fall of gray skull for Beastman when everything changed when Skeletor blew up or something, you know, like in it, put him in an environment that would put him on ease versus just having like some fire bats flying around or, you know, zombies. Like it felt very uh, disjointed compared to what like the others experienced. Yeah, it would have been cool if I know like this is a 20 minute episode and they don't have time to just to be doing whatever. But it would have been cool to show that each of person was in their own sort of worst nightmare, their their own biggest fear. Mm, mm. Because like it's hard to under like because like you said, obviously where Orko and Evelyn are, that comprises sort of Orko's fears, I guess kind of, but mostly insecurities. Um but it has really nothing to do with Evil Lynn. Um, I guess beyond the fact, the simple fact that they're both sorcerers or magicians and they, uh, both see that the magic is gone. I guess that's sort of a shared fear, but in the case of Andra and Roboto and Beastman, like, that's just kind of a generic place that's kind of spooky. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you, I think you did bring up something interesting that I didn't really consider was the fact that like the magic users were paired off and then the non magic users were paired off, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then kind of left to their own, it, it, the, the separation between magic and technology was a lot more apparent than I was even paying attention to. Um, yeah, it's, and then like beast man is sort of the odd person out, right? Because he doesn't really have, he doesn't have sort of a relationship with technology at all. But he's uh, I mean, he uses a whip. Not magic. No, <laughs> yeah, sure. That's, that is a. I mean, it's technically technology. He whips those fire bats. Quite yeah, a you bit. know, like I mean, I guess it wouldn't take someone a long time to figure if you put a bunch of flexible twigs together, you can whoop somebody's ass with it. So, uh, um, I mean, look, I was looking for a through line. It was very thin, but that's the only thing I saw there. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's it's interesting because they, you know, when Evelyn and Orko uh, appear in tra la 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 la, um, the uh, like Evelyn immediately clocks it as an evolution. But then they spend the rest of the time treating the the area as if it was actually the place they wanted to go, or sorry, as if it was actually Trala, and so. We have, like, Orko being like, let's go to the Academy of Magic. We'll be able to find out what's going on from somebody in there. But it's like, it's still an illusion, right, guys? 
anyone who's in there is going to be an illusion. They're not going to not going to be like, oh yeah, no, I'm I am the illusion helping guy. <laughs> yeah, we you're, still have. News there's the to exit. Tell you. Yeah, right over there. Want to check out a periodical? You can bring it with you. <laughs> See? That no, that's fair. I mean, the whole troll thing is very much, uh, you know, Orko's um, back history, uh, or- or- Orko time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's setting Orko up for the grand sacrifice later, but, um, and he just like he continues. They do a very good job in this episode. With just really breaking our heart about Orko. <laughs> really, they, they really end up, I think it really makes the, the ending even more uh, impact, impactful. <laughs> didn't, didn't like it? I mean, I know you're kind of like an Orko hater. And I, I don't get it. I don't get it. We're not 10 anymore. You don't have to hate Orko. Well, one, I was younger than ten. Um, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, come on, come ten would have been nineteen ninety, so that's yeah. We're like, fuck that old, that old. Floaty Let's dude. get ready for He Man twenty uh, X. That's yeah, the next I one gotta, I'm gonna love. I just gotta need to wait until uh, you know ten years for that. But I'm, that new I'm, Adventures of He Man was great. That <laughs> yeah. was the that was the shit right there. They're on a I like puny He Man in the future. <laughs> Yeah, he's got like a, I don't know what that haircut is. It's American Gladiator. I'm not sure what type of cut you call that. Yeah, he is he one. blazer or laser? Or which one? Phaser, photon, ice. That was always sure. the off oddball one. Um, yep. <laughs> no, I. It's not that I hate Orco, but I'm not the biggest Orco stan. Not like you. Um, the I guess the you know spoilers, spoilers. I, I just have to do that now. It's almost like instinct. Yeah, it you seems know, like, sort of like a tick at this point. Yeah, it's more than anything else. Um, you know, I it just it just feels like I, I was expecting that, but then when I get the ending of this episode, I want it even more. Like mm. I at, at this point, I was just like, if you're gonna do this, where it's like, you know, Orko becomes like competent. And finally realizes how to use magic, then go insane. You know, give me some real crazy, powerful shit like disintegrate Scarecrow, or you know, like you know, and they're like, you know, like like the you know the cave front property of Subternia is no more. Like, give me something like that. Make it worthwhile versus just kind of like, yeah, I throw some, you know, like uh, I throw a couple of hula hoops on you and. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, it, this is where or uh, Scarlow is probably the most powerful, and like Orko has probably like just a little spark of magic left. So I don't know if we could have gotten know. like That's... that, like Dragon Ball Z level power levels. But we should have, like, for that one moment, everything clicks in. All the years of you know Orko feeling inadequate, not being able to do anything right is gone away and he's really a- able to tap into his true potential and just go, you know, wave motion cannon and just, you know, obviously, you know, fizzles him out too, but at least like that is, that's what we get. And, you know, instead of, you know, we got a couple rubber bands, but, um, and well, and a, a terrific golden explosion that does 
disintegrates. Yeah, yeah but it wasn't. It was, yeah, I want. I think it's good. Well, we'll, we'll get. We'll, when we get we'll to get, it. We'll well, I mean, we'll get there. Like, I mean, there's literally everything that we will fill in. That's the one thing with this episode. There's the Tila stuff. Everything else feels kind of like. Huh? And then yeah. there's the end stuff. Like everything <laughs> yep. in between is just like I mean we could talk about it, but I'm just gonna like so then um the uh, yeah, the shadow monkeys, the horny monkeys turned into zombies and attacked <laughs> them. <laughs> and then Firebat showed up. Um Yep. <laughs> I mean Yeah, we uh yeah, the the Roboto and Andra's Beastman story doesn't I don't think deserve that much time. But because it's really, you're right, it's all about the thing that uh, Tila goes through. Because basically the the deal that Scareglow cuts with her is that he will give her the sword that she wants. I guess he, he thinks she's a, just a collector, which is funny. Um, in exchange for her fears. Uh... Which I guess have to be given freely. It seems like he gets exactly what he wants, but he is not satisfied with it. I mean, again, it's just like he burns through his fears—the fear store so quickly that he's unable to, like, you know, keep fear stocked in the, uh, the old fridge. <laughs> the, the, the fear pantry is low. Yeah, he's just like, where are my fear chips? <laughs> where are the bugles? You know, where, the are the f- where are the terror bugles? Please, I need to put them on my fingers. <laughs> scare people. And, you know, it's just like, eh. And so, like, yeah, it seems like the transaction has to be, you know, Faustian like. You know, I'll give you this mm-hmm. sword for your fears. Though, arguably. This sword is one of the most powerful things in the universe. Like, I'd be like, nah, I'll keep this, and then I'll go upstairs, and I'll get all the fears I want. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is just a stair. <laughs> you you get there via a staircase. It's not a magical portal you have to open. You just use a little bit of magic, and it opens the front door, and you're in. You're in, you like, need- <laughs> you're yeah. like Flynn. Yeah, maybe you need like a magically enchanted skull. I don't want to tell Scareglow his business, but he has a magically enchanted skull. That's all I'm saying. He he could open the door, close the door himself. Um, but you know, in this instance, he wants Tila's fears. She'll if she relinquishes that, he get she'll he'll, she'll get the uh, subterranean half of the power sword. Yeah. And and she's like, yeah, okay, fine. Oh, and so he's like, all right, now fall down a pit. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's part of the deal, bye. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna pit fighter this out. Uh, good luck. And then, uh, <laughs> yep. And it. then Scareglow says the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> The yeah, revelation yeah. has begun. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> Wait a minute, this is episode four. Revelation became four episodes ago. Where are you? What do you think, Scarlet? Is this your show? You think it's your show, don't you? I binge these from time to time, but I look <laughs> for me on the thumbnail. <laughs> I skipped ahead. Yeah. What happened? Oh, man at arms almost <laughs> came down here. Oh, that's scary. Oh. Phew. 
Woo. Lucky. <laughs> anyway, uh, fight He-Man. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Like, um, when we go back to the Academy of Magic, that's when we get, like, the whole... Like, again, there's... They acknowledge the fact that this is a, an illusion, but Orko's like, where's all the water? In the, uh, in, in the, you know, the, the spring of magic, or the spell spring, as it's called. Um, but it's like, is it representative of the outside world? The characters don't know, and we don't know. And Orko speaks to that fact. He's like, I hope it's not really dry. <laughs> it's just like, well, then, I mean, are you sad? Like, what? I thought this is an illusion that's based on your fears. Like, you, you're the one who has the, the nursery rhyme. It again, that's what I'm saying. It's just like it, it feels like it's meant to play on people's fears, but it really doesn't. Like, I, I would expect him not, you know, him being sad about home would just be a natural occurrence, but I think he, his fears would be, involve not being able to go on adventures anymore. Like, you know, that that's yeah, what maybe. he lamented the last episode. <laughs> his, He's like, his life is fear, so. Yeah, he's, I mean, the last episode he's like, don't forget all the little things, Andra. Write everything down, because you'll go on so many adventures, you'll start to forget it, and then it's, it, it sucks because you won't remember. And <laughs> so in this instance, I'm just expecting it to be nothing but him being left behind by everybody. You know, and Evil is <laughs> like, you, 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 gotta, you gotta work through this. Um... It's yeah, a, that's what would have been great to to see each person's individual. I mean, they could have just shown flashes of of the like these people's personal hell. But yeah, you know, Orko's hell would probably be yeah everyone just shunning him all the time. But yeah, or never leaving in the first place. You know, sure. staying in Troll in that instance where he never got to go on those level adventures because he is too busy trying to be. And I was um, certain we would see, I was certain we would see his like parents or something because he talks about them as sort of like a negative uh, force in his life because they were so disappointed in him. We find out in this episode that his real name is Oracle because his parents expected him to rise to greatness, but instead he, you know, he in his little baby uh his his little baby speech could only say orco which is cute if you think about it sure but he's like it's a good thing that the name stuck because i it was clear like from the very start that i i was not as talented or, or you know magic didn't just as come to uh, as easy to him as other trollins so it's uh i don't know it's like that is that is super fucking sad <laughs> Like I'm like, wow. Okay, I mean, luckily, Evelyn is there because she is incredibly compassionate and and really gives him a great pep talk and and wastes a bunch of magic for no reason again. Yeah, I mean, man, it's got to be like a drug. You just got to do magic, even though you're you know it's on short supply. Let me show you this cool ass bird effect. (laughs) Yep. This is the also, second time she's made a holog or like a projection, a magical projection with the magic that is that is clear to us that has been made clear that every time that she uses it, it's like getting smaller and smaller. Like, what are you doing? 
I mean, if she didn't do that bird, Orko Orko would probably be alive. Probably still alive. Right? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's what I was just like. I mean, that bird was uh, two slaps. One, wasted magic. Like, the sorcerer's magic at this point. You know, from the, you know, the cup and all that shit. But two, kind of rubbing it in Orko's face that you know how to come up with a bird. And if he did that, he'd probably strangle himself. Yeah, yeah, that bird would just turn into a snake and strangle uh, some sort of boa and, and, and strangle him. But I did like the part where Evelyn kind of made a joke on her own name. I do, I do wonder what Orca was going to ask her, because I doubt it was that. But the fact that she's like, oh yeah, no, I wasn't born, you know, my name isn't Evelyn, I added the evil myself. And I'm like, oh, your name's Lynn. <laughs> Lynn the Sorceress. I mean, you know, you know, sometimes you know, sometimes you gotta add something to the front of it to jazz that up. Maybe yep. Lynn doesn't strike, you know, fear in the hearts of you know many. But you know, you I bet know. her original name was Magic Lynn, and everyone made fun of her, and so she's like, "Fine, <laughs> evil Lynn, it is," and that's when the turn happened. Oh, that was it. She's she's yeah, just like, like whatever attorney version of Hogwarts is. Yeah. And the kids were just like, You're you're magic land, magic land, mammy and then Yeah, she's like, now I'm evil land, and then she turned a kid to dust. Yeah, they burned the whole place down. <laughs> Walked yep. out. But yeah, it's metal. I mean, if if I had to give like an MVP for this episode. I'm giving it to Evil Lynn. I'm giving it to yeah. Bradley. She every episode is just like the one person you never think would give you sound advice gives you sound advice. You can almost kind of hear it in her voice where she's just like, "Oh man, like this. Man, what did we do to these guys? They're all <laughs> yep. you, you know, like, I'm, Here I I'm thought there were a bunch of up. goody two shoes. <laughs> they're just a uh, just a pile of broken sticks. Each yeah. one of them." Like, just got problems, all of them. Self-esteem issues, you know, parent issues. Uh, like, they're, they're, we messed them up. If Skeletor <laughs> was alive, I'd probably tell him we won. What's that? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wh- what? Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, I already won, basically. <laughs> this is yeah, great like, for me. Yeah, just stop. Like at this <laughs> this point, you'll break them psychologically. Yeah, all he has to do is just like let them destroy themselves. I think. But yeah, I, they, to your point earlier, they when you, when I saw that uh, the trollin ghost, I thought, "Whoa, this is about to get so fucked up," because like I I thought for sure that like a bunch of trolling ghosts were going to like just surround Orko and, and stop a muddle <laughs> or like, you know, like ghost versions of his parents or like yeah. anything that would have just been like, you are a failure Orko. You couldn't even float as high, you know, like just taunting and tormenting him in a way that like just would have broke him. But no, they, they go from trolling ghost to horny beast. Yep, <laughs> then a giant horny ape is up, as appears. Rawr! It, it almost struck me as someone was like, mm, do we really want to draw a bunch of these little ghosts or just one big guy? Mm, let's do one big guy. Okay, sounds good. 
It was such a mistake because the the evil trolling was so much scarier. When all those light uh, the eyes light up in the background, that's that is is legitimately cool. And then it's just like big ol' horny ape. There, hey guys, it's me, big ol' horny ape. Where do you want this fist? Right in the ground. I'll smash you good. Yeah, I'll just I'll just sweep everything. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Don't worry about it. This is scary. I mean, I can look over these shells, but I won't. I'm just going to clearly just start smashing things in the way. <laughs> I'm stuck in the well or something. I don't know. Yeah. Couldn't give me a uh, horny legs. Huh? Oh, just, well, not enough know, trolling ghosts, I guess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, sometimes you got to work with what you got. <laughs> and this is what we got. It's just, you know, uh, torsos, just, arm, horns. And listen, hey, just don't go far. Don't go out that giant door you came in. <laughs> and you just see him run out like, oh, oh, well. Oh, come on. Come back, will you? Please come Bad back. Bad form. Bad form, guys. Like, like him stretching, trying to put his hands through the hole, just like pleading for them to come back. Come on. Yeah. I promise I've changed. Yeah, it would be great if they, they, they're like, oh, no, horny ape. <laughs> and then they run outside and they look back and he's just like, girl, come on. Hey, listen, I was just kidding. Hey, I got sandwiches. Well, I am kind of bitch. He can't move. <laughs> he can't get out of that well. Yeah, I can. I totally could. <laughs> I just decided not to because I like you guys now. Come on back. <laughs> Horny ape. You don't know what that means. Could mean something good. Come on. <laughs> I'm here. I'll wait. I guess. I'll oh, give you, you listen, like I'm going to put my hands behind my back. And I'll just let you guys just do take your shots, okay? Come on. <laughs> we'll make it fair. <laughs> I would have taken that over what we got. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a couple of little plot holes in there. But, uh, you know, uh, Tila calls it in this next scene. She's just like, oh, falling down a hole, huh? Yeah, super scary. <laughs> Way to go. My ultimate fear. Falling down a pit. I mean, it's mine. I fell out the back of my house, you know, like a few months ago. And that took, like, even though yeah. the fall took, like, maybe a second, it felt like it took 15 years. So I couldn't <laughs> fall out of bed. <laughs> yeah. No, why? This is stupid. I'm too old to fall. And but so, we find out her real fear is He Man's uh, nips. He man's uh, epic nipples because they are on blast. No, I mean at least they acknowledge him. Yeah, right? that's true. Like, he they, has them. He has them. It's not like he doesn't. You know, this isn't the whole bat suit thing where you had them. He <laughs> didn't have them. In this instance, he has them. They would remove them because they're like, mm, can't show that. Uh, he, well, she's not only afraid of that, but also his piercing red eyes. Oh, yeah, that's when you know it's evil. Man, it would have been more effective if he just looked like He-Man <laughs> instead of the red eyes. Because, you know, I know it's like, it, it, it's just Scareglow masquerading as evil He-Man, but uh, I think it'll, all the, his, the lines he delivers are way less effective because he's obviously evil He-Man. Yeah, I mean, if it would have been good old regular pious He Man, it maybe the the fear would have you know been personified or you know or at least amplified through the fact. Well, here, that, you know, I mean, like, let me give you an up a little uh, punch up. 
All right, punch what up. if punch me up? What if she falls down that thing? You know, she's like mm-hmm. maybe her leg is hurt, and mm-hmm. she's she's like ah f- shit. And then He Man runs up, and and he's just like oh Tila, I found you. Oh no! And she's like whoa, whoa where'd you come from? And he's like nice to her at the start, and then the turn. I mean, I know that's like sort of like the start of the series but this is also sort of like the start of the series where it's like oh he-man but now he's bad but no it's not really he-man yeah i'll take your punch up have it on my desk by uh 7 30 tomorrow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got it boss here i go mortimer you did it again we're gonna have good <laughs> he-man Turn on Tila. He'll be really evil, E-Man, but we won't hint at it until at least the second act. Yeah, like, have them kind of, like, trying to find a way out, and then, like, have him, like, start saying some fucked up shit that he, like, like he says to her when they're fighting. Um, I think that would be interesting, but, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, the, all the episodes are pretty much kind of harping on, or focusing on Tila's hang-ups with certain either people or, you know, problems. So this sure, one yeah. should have been very much a therapeutic part to lead us into the final episode of this first part, which could have been like a little bit more acceptance versus like needing that additional prep talk. If anything, it could have even impacted the last episode a little bit more with the events that happened in this one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she feed things. Uh, yeah, I I would much rather have that versus just kind of like, uh, you know, evil He Man. I almost just, I I was happy that you know, evil He Man, uh, turned into like classic Tila. Yeah, that was cool. I I like that, and you know, that's that's where I was getting like the like I said the Dagobah vibes. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. She cuts off He Man's head, and then. His head explodes, and it's her face inside. <laughs> it's like, wait, I'm really confused now. Like, what? Yeah, this I don't is... know if this worked in Star Wars. That I definitely doesn't work here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it works now. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, like yeah. I, you know, it's just. I mean, it, it was fine. You know, I liked watching them fight. I think the uh, the the actual animations that that they drew for them fighting and her changing, you know, her multi staff or her multi baton or whatever her weapon's called, you know, like switching to the hook rope thing and doing like a little. I believe we dubbed it the Eternian Army Knife. Oh, that's right, the Eternian Army Knife. Where she's just whipping that around and, you know, fighting He-Man. And the fact that she still wasn't afraid to fight He-Man was, you know, cool. Knowing that it's He-Man. Oh my god. And he, they do such an amazing job. For all the sort of faults that this penultimate episode has as sort of a treading water episode for the final one. Uh, the Whoever directed that fight scene the fault does not lie with them because they did such an incredible job of showing how powerful He-Man is in comparison to Tila and showing how she uses her skills as a tactician to keep him at bay. But it is so clear that if he wanted to, he could just like liquefy her insides. You know, when he does that punch to her gut, I was just like, Oh no, everything's broken. 
everything must be broken. Yeah, I was like, I wrote, shouldn't her back be dust? Like, yep. point, her oh. just innards are just a smoothie at that point. Yeah, it's like, yeah, she went to Jamba Juice. Yeah, no, that was, I really enjoyed what was happening down there as far as like, the whole fight and the differences because obviously it was like he it was weird because he man was actually very skilled at fighting not just kind of like brute forcing it which no yeah sort of (laughs) no eating no yeats but you know uh you know but seeing how she was countering like that you know that you know most powerful man in the universe energy and she's you know she's keeping pace with him but yeah that 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 punch was just something brutal. Yeah, he says, I have the power because you surrender it. Yeah. Yeah. Eh? yeah. I don't really yeah. know what that means, to be honest. Well, <laughs> I, I mean... It's like, a very let's... cool line, but I guess uh, well, I don't really understand what it means to be... I think it's... Yeah. I mean, I think it, it's hinting at just kind of what her actual fear is. Uh, yeah. Well, can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> yeah, we can this talk is, about it for a second. This is this, this is the what, same thing that I've been I, I was harping on last episode, and it's just like magnified even more because again, nobody is saying anything about Tila's parentage, even though the audience, for the most part, I think anyone who's who this is targeted at knows but like they're just like oh you're afraid of your fate and everyone is just using this weird nebulous turns scarlo doesn't know nobody's telling tila about her parentage he's like you should have been like oh you're the the sorcerer's daughter sorcerer's daughter she'd be like what (laughs) what are we not telling you Uh uh-oh orko needs braces (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you're the sorcerer's daughter orko needs braces <laughs> over and over you know i think you bring up a very excellent point that should have been when she found out yep <laughs> you're afraid that you'll never be as powerful as darth vader wait wrong movie Oh, sorry. The scripts. Uh, sometimes they get mixed up, people. <laughs> the sorcerer's daughter. You're afraid you don't look good in wings. <laughs> You're, you fear your own fate. Does she? What? It's like, well, not just her own fate. Like, it, I got she was almost afraid that she was extraordinary. Like, it's a yeah. fear that I've never had. I've never been like, I'm so good, I'm scared. Yep. <laughs> what if I am special? <laughs> it's like, what? No, wait, I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I say this a lot, but I mean, I, I'm not a smart man. Yeah, nope. <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> I know what love is. Wait, no, okay, no. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not a smart man, but like, I, I didn't, get this this the the fears that they are putting on her don't really ring true to the character for me based on my understanding of the character from the original series now i i understand like that character is extremely one-dimensional but whereas like i i totally get and i love the fact that they use everyone lying to her to 
be her motivation to close herself off from everybody. I really love that. And I think that's like a really great way to move the story forward while honoring the original show and to really kind of like explore interesting questions around it. This sort of being afraid of her fate is just not something that I got from her character. I guess unless you're just talking about after she found out that everyone was lying to her. Now she's afraid of her fate, I guess. I don't know. No. I, I mean, I'm with you. It, it, Like I said, I picked up she was literally afraid that she was special and not ordinary, and there was something more. That was like part of the hint that I picked up. But to your point, I think she should have just been more afraid of not being able to trust people anymore. And that feels like something that, you know, we've seen in the previous episodes. She couldn't trust Adam, her adopted father, Orko, you know, like everyone that she hold close and dear, even, you know, Queen Marlena, she couldn't trust them, force her to give up, give off, you know, give up her life that she had. And then, you know, she was going to make her own way. And she was still just running into trust issues and trust problems with people and trying to relinquish that level of control instead of either trying to do it herself or just ignore it. So it feels like that was really, as far as motivation goes, just learning how to trust again. Um, Yeah, that that is interesting. I like that a lot because... Yeah, that's like that. That is really her fear, right? Is that she's afraid to trust again because she was hurt so badly. I mean, that's that's what I'm picking up. Everything else that they added on and said, obviously, that's what they're basing her motivation on. But it just her being confident in herself never struck me as something in her abilities. Never struck me as something that she would be afraid of. So even if she was like extraordinary or super powerful or her fate was something grander than she realized. I think Tila is a strong enough character to accept that for what it is. Um, Yeah. And she never seems like in all the previous instances where they kind of like hint at her fate or her true destiny, she is never interested in finding out. Yeah, she is I mean, just like she doesn't seem to have any inkling that it's that this destiny is there. So for her to be afraid of it doesn't it just doesn't feel like it makes any sense. Well, it definitely doesn't feel like it's important to her, or it doesn't matter to who she is. But at the same time, that could be the one reinforcing factor that you know there's more to her than what she realizes, and maybe that's what fear that's and i'm putting this in air quotes maybe that's what she's afraid of but it didn't feel like to me in this episode i definitely would have to watch again doesn't feel like a strong enough motivation to be a fear or realization because it just feels like i don't know this one feels way more complicated than what it would need to be to me yeah i i agree but it's all kind of in service of of teaching her that she comes to the realization that her a fear is her fear is part of her and she is powerful and so her fear actually makes her strong and it's not a weakness and that 
allows her to summon this power. And of course, the audience knows from the visual language from the first episode that this is the sorceress's power that we see emanating around Tila. And sort of she, you know, sends out a shockwave. Again, she is not interested in any of why any of this happens. Like, she does several amazing things in the next few scenes and that she doesn't interrogate at all. She's not, she never says, like, hey, I, hey guys, listen, uh, whatever, Evelyn, hey, come here for a second. I did, I glowed with a prismatic light, I sent out a shockwave, and I was okay. able to summon a sword from there. Is there something going on there? Is there something um, else no? No time, no time. No, we gotta go, <laughs> never mind, we'll talk about it later. Um, but it is cool how she, like, she manifests this power, and then they, I do like how they intercut with each of the other vignettes and show th- the other groups sort of overcoming their quote-unquote fears or whatever, uh, you know, dispelling their illusions by teaming up, basically. Andra, Roboto, Beastman, you know, Andra figures out, I'm going to send out a beam of light, I guess, <laughs> by hooking yep. up my gauntlet to Roboto's, like, the, the, the forge or whatever that core that's inside of his chest, and he blasts everyone with light which i guess is what you needed to do there and then evelyn and orko basically combine their mad magic powers and and really disintegrate this ape and no one has looked more scared than that ghost horny ghost ape uh, when it is starting to be disintegrated it's like oh 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 god no it hurts why does it hurt <laughs> I wish I had legs. <laughs> yep. Why am I trapped in this fountain? No. No. Two more trollins would have given me legs. <laughs> yep, even if they were little ones, I could have got away. I could have still used my large arms to move. <laughs> why did I drag myself away from here? God, why was my waist a fountain? Yep. <laughs> and then, like I said, she she uh she just pulls that sword out of nowhere. And uh, and again, this is not curious about all this stuff that happened, how she was able to do that. Yeah, but when people say she could have cared less, that is the truest definition. She could have cared less about what she just did. Not even yeah, it would like, have been- hey, is my forehead still glowing? What's going on? <laughs> and it, like, I feel like this is something that could be fixed with like a line of dialogue. Which is just like her being like, something happened to me. Like, I don't what what happened to me down there? That was like, how did I win? You know, I don't understand. Like, have her just acknowledge that this thing happened. And then, then maybe you can start the mystery that she wants to solve. Because right now, it's just for us. It's just for the audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe it's because you have already set up this major deception that's in her life that she has. This is her you know, for at least for the first half of the season, this is her hurdle to overcome. This is the thing that she needs to grow past in her her hero's journey. But like having, like having this other little thing dangling in the the background is just like, I don't know. It just is more distracting than it should be. Well, it just feels like it's establishing another thread, you know, another layer to the episodes besides, you know, like reforging the power swords and bringing magic to Eternia. That you know, that almost feels like that's just the regular episode, but this one's like the longer through line. But 
you know, I'm hoping it pays off, obviously, and they just kind of get it out there. But it the the way it's being done is, I hate to use the word ham-fisted, but it is pretty just like in-your-face versus, you know, a, a truer mystery. And to your point, something that she would be interested in solving. Maybe yeah, that's and- something the character wouldn't want to do, but it feels yeah, like... Yeah, perhaps. You know, but like it just feels like that should be, you know, give us that. If you're going to hint at it, then show us that, that she's also interested in what's going on. Or that she even acknowledges all this stuff. Like, yeah, I feel like maybe the payoff is going to be in the second half of the season. She'll be like, someone will be like, listen, I have to finally tell you the sorceress is your mother. And she'll be like, yeah, yeah, uh, right. Is that what you wanted to tell me? Yeah, I know. I've known for like ever. Yeah, like, so it's you know it's weird, especially when she's like, "I just want to see you one last time." Or all yeah, the other that really stuff. sealed the deal for me. Yeah, but <laughs> I've, it's I've, super obvious. Yeah, I've known since the uh, Diamond Ray of Disappearance. Remember yeah, when we did that the first episode? Remember that's when I've known because we wear the same bodysuit. It's weird. I know. I know. I got it though. I figured it out. I figured it out. Thanks. <laughs> but so. like you know. Like this way, I don't ever have to give her a birthday or Mother's Day gift. Yeah, so, so it's kind of like it's kind of great. So just keep it on the DL for real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, ignorance is bliss, especially <laughs> when it comes to the pocketbook. You know what I'm saying? I don't like my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like to keep my money in my tertium wallet or <laughs> sack or however I carry my money. I don't like my mommy, but I love money. <laughs> Guess what, I'm gonna go, for yeah. Guess what I'm going to go buy? Not something for my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's my mom? Just gives a big old wink. <laughs> Someone's like, Tila, you're... Nope, no, well, no, I have to... Uh, I forgot my gauntlets at the cleaner's pipe. <laughs> Till next time! <laughs> she just <laughs> run, waves and runs away from the camera. Jesus is like, oh, oh, what's that? I can't hear you. Oh, I can't hear you. The theme song. I'm running away. And so this leads to maybe one of my, uh, or right before this, actually. When she says, "Scare, I'm your worst nightmare, Scareglow," that drawing is a bad. <laughs> it's weird because the art is generally very good in the show, and there's something about the perspective and the lighting and the way that that shot is rendered that looks terrible. It just looks amateurish and weird. I need to see it again. It's not. It, nothing jumped out at me, but that could have been because <laughs> my. My eyes were hitting the back of my head just waiting for me to get to the part that, you know, moved the story along. Yeah. Here's another. F- so when they're all like free from their illusions and Evelyn does the exact scene from Lord of the Rings where they say, speak friend and enter to that door. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Straight up. It's the exact I same mean, the door. archway lights up. Yeah, it is. It is the. I forget what that door is called. I fucking. God, well, it's well, it's since read the book, but yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. And but it's the door to the mines of Moria, 
um, if, if, if you out there don't know what we're talking about, but the art is very similar. Yeah, I mean, shit, runes, it lights up, it's tall, archwayish. it is very much the Lord of the Rings door. Yep, and Evelyn has a, f- a spell t- that is specifically tailored for this situation. It's like, she's like, find this sword's twin, and then the door opens up, and that's how they're able to get to uh, Praternia. But I thought it was just funny, it's like, do they have a spell in the spell book that is about finding the other half of the, the power sword? Because this seems like a new thing to most people. Hey, Orko had a nursery rhyme to tell you about where they were going. So That's true. You know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, she does something with her scepter and the sword, you know, to like combine both of them to fuse it up to open the doorway. So Yeah, she yeah. imparts her last spark of magic into um because she says earlier that like she needs the the orb to focus the final part of magic that that exists within her and then she uses it to create this doorway and afterwards she faints into the arms of big old beast man yeah oh i i did forget to i I, real quick when uh beast man adra and uh, roboto were in the land of burnt uh, <laughs> yep, yeah. rocks. The, the field of of Owen, Uncle Owens, and Aunt, Aunt Baru's everywhere. Yeah. The the beast man going, my lady, yeah. where is my lady? She was right here. He meant that shit. I, yeah. I want to give I want to give him props for that. I, I want to yeah. Hats off to Clancy Brown doing yeah. just amazing, uh, giving it a thousand percent. Here's what this this did remind me of a dog when its owner leaves the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I literally experienced that today. We had to take a, a Batman to the vet and uh my wife had to go move the car mm-hmm. and I was just sitting in the vet office and he gave two shits about me when uh my wife's involved because that that that's his protector, you know. That's yep. that's that's his mom. That's everything. He just was looking longingly like, where is she? Is she coming back? Is she going to come back yet? Don't touch me, fat boy. You know, <laughs> he's like, the, like, the whole time he was just like, wanted to go find where she was, go where she was at. So, yeah, yeah I, I get where you're coming from with this beast man. Yeah, he's just like, because he's just pace. He's like running back and forth. He's like, where, where? Oh, she was right here. I don't get it. <laughs> My lady, <laughs> I need my treats, my begging treats. It's time for walkies. Um, <laughs> I got to drop a duke. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, the doorways right there, they are not but like four feet from Praternia. Praternia looks dope, by the way. But they're right there and they... <laughs> They can't put enough mustard on it to get through the the doorway fast enough because uh, as they start towards it, Scareglow appears. He's back and he's and he doesn't want them to leave. You know, uh, Tila didn't make good on her end of the de- the, the the deal, so uh, he's gonna drop a bunch of. He's gonna first. He's gonna entrap them in yep. cave rock tentacles, and then. He's going to drop a bunch of uh, stalag tights on him. 
Yeah, that tracks. It seems like that's something he would do. Yeah, he's got he's got a lot of his power set is is varied and wild. Yeah, it's whatever you need it to be. Yep. He's like, I I can get tentacle knights and stalactites and uh, yep. eventually uh, gas with skulls. So I'm kind of like Shang Tsung a little bit from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he's got some sort of like skull flamethrower thing that he, he cool. tries to go. Yeah, it looks great. Um, mm-hmm. But this is where we get Orko finally coming into his own as Oracle. Like I guess he get, he kind of transforms into Oracle at this moment. And uh, yeah, he's able to pick those rocks up and throw them back at him. And, and then uh, he's able to shield the heroes from that and the flame the skull flamethrower and he kind of uses he transforms that shield into like a telescoping shield that that is sort of pushing scareglow back but scareglow is so powerful and i like the scene where evelyn tries to help like she's too Mm -hmm. weak and it has no magic but she's like trying to save him and then Orko's like, you know, don't worry about it. I'm no longer afraid. And this is his journey, too. He was able to... Yep. Yep. He was able to kind of really overcome his in- insecurities and find the power within him. And, man, he is a lot more powerful <laughs> than they ever, you know, uh, hinted at on the show before because it's all Scareglow could do to, uh, you know, march forward and grab him by the, lo- the lapels. Oh, I mean, I look, I, you know, I was ragging on this earlier from the sense, but I, I really dug like the O's that he was sending out, like the giant Orco O's yeah. almost as his magic, but it, it having a shape and a texture to it. So it wasn't just, you know, a solid ring. Um, like, it looked like something, you know, magic and summoned. And, yeah, him just putting his all into this uh, to be able to give his friends enough time to uh, free themselves. And uh, it definitely is a heroic, like, ending. I love. I just loved it because I love how it, like, starts out as a shield. And then he, like... He, he takes each of the concentric rings and, like, makes them into a funnel, basically. It is pushing Scareglow back, and, like, you can tell, like, each one is just giving everything they have to uh, fighting against each other. And then when he tricks Scareglow, basically, into putting his hand out, and then he turns the O's into shackles, I was like, that is cool! <laughs> like, he... He does like a really cool spell, and he and he hits everything. Nothing fucks up. He doesn't accidentally turn one of the the discs into a buzzsaw and chop off Tila's head on accident oh or something. Oh my god, that would have been that that would have been a turn. Like he's being all <laughs> yeah. badass. He does this one thing, and then like Beastman's bifurcated. Yeah. Just like oh. <laughs> but as we learned from that other episode he just he just needs a couple of stitches and he'll be fine um but yeah i I just thought it was awesome and then the fact that like he he like he traps scareglow and then he explodes them both yeah. Is just metal as hell, and then that explosion, the shockwave pushes everyone through the uh, the door into safety. It was just like 
that it was awesome. I, that was a great. It was a. It was an, an incredible heroic end for a uh, a character that not a lot of people like. Should have <laughs> been Will Boy. Only, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah well. I agree. If if I could have had Orko still alive and Gwildor <laughs> explodes at the end in a in just a shower of ribs, I would have uh I would have definitely That's how he preferred got that. Rid of fucking Scareglow. He'd have been like, Yeah, you want ribs, huh? Yeah. Demon be gone with these saucy delighted meat products. He he would he would have pulled out that cosmic yeah. key. Sent them both to uh New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've got the cosmic key. <laughs> We're going to New Jersey to get some ribs. Scareglow's like, no, I know of that place. It is truly hell. <laughs> Too late. Get ready to drink barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah, Orca going, demon be gone. Go back yeah. to your shadows. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty badass. But and then, then like just a little bit of his scarf floats out. Yeah, go go on now. Like it would have been a lot more metal if it was like his arm. <laughs> it was just like an arm just off. <laughs> <laughs> so at the the next you know, in the next episode when they're kind of uh when they're they're burying him basically, then <laughs> in your mind, like instead of Tila like placing the the scarf down onto his grave. Throws that <laughs> just arm right up in a blue hand. Yeah, just a thump. You know, just like this meaty hook. Yeah, it's all all torn, bone sticking out. Yeah, you know, just, you know, yeah. And then Adam can be like, "Give him a piece of home." You know? <laughs> <laughs> and they just put a sleeve on the arm. You know. They <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> They just put it on the side of uh, no, like they he just turns around and Adam has it in his sleeve, like he put his <laughs> sleeve inside of it. He's like, like hey, hey look at my little arm! Uh, look at me, I'm Fisto. <laughs> <laughs> See, and it's all comes around. <laughs> See, and Netflix, we're offering only. Um, but uh, I do like how the the episode ends. I like how. You know, Tila is upset because Orko sacrificed his life, and and she's like, you know, evil, and it should have been you. <laughs> you should have, you should have d- died, and it, and Orko should have still be here. And and they're at each other's throats when uh when who should appear on the hill behind them? That's right, Santa Claus. No, it's Adam. It's Prince Adam. And he's like, hey, fade to black. Yep, he's like, hey guys, what are you doing here? How <laughs> much better would that be if it just started right this where it's been, supposed to? This would have been, oh, well, of course it would have been great, but I'm not editing this one down. I told you that. <laughs> I like that you're sticking to your guns on this one. Oh, hell yeah, all the ones I know I'm not editing down. <laughs> They're long. Like, like literally, yeah, none of them. All the ones are like 10 minutes. Like, even the Denver The Last Dinosaur ones, the whole fucking <laughs> thing. I can cut that down. I have the technology. I refuse to do it. Adam's like, hey, what are you guys doing over there? <laughs> oh, no. 
Oh, I didn't realize I actually clicked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, that's a new mashup for you out there. You just got the He-Man theme <laughs> plus the Denver the oh, Last wait, Dinosaur wait, wait. theme. You mean like this? <laughs> hey, Daft Punk, I know you guys just broke up, but here's a great new idea for you. I know everyone listening to this is going like, what the? Denver, the last dinosaur. Yeah, all ten people who are listening to this. Um, so, and that's it. To credits. Two credits. So, I mean, I think it might be obvious, but John, what did you think of this episode? It was an episode. Um, mm-hmm. I know. So, obviously, I don't think this is one of their strongest episodes. Um, but it was still fun to watch. Sure. It's, you know, it's just like if you're, you know, unlike us, we're, we're, really like just kind of paying attention to what we're watching versus just kind of letting it wash over us. Um, so, you know, you're just starting to pick up like kind of these notes or these decisions that they're kind of doing. So I, I felt it was a little weak in certain parts. Um, I'm glad that Orko got his swan song. You might as well try to make everyone badass. They did it with Wor- merman. Yep. Might as well do it with, you know, Orko as well. Give him his dues. Um, they did it with, you know, Man in Arms, which I was really happy about. So, in in that essence, I think the episode was successful. Um, I think, you know, Tony Todd was a great scary glow, so I'm hoping to get him again, just because he sounds magnificent at that. But, like, make me really afraid of this guy, versus just kind of, like, feeling like it's an inconvenience. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, it like a lot of these episodes, it almost felt like, Everything in between was really just meant to get you to, you you watch the first one and you're like, oh, that's dope. Then the other ones, you're just kind of like, okay, 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 because I'm waiting for five, right? Like, I'm waiting to see what happens in five. So it almost feels like you could cut down the three episodes in the middle and make a 30-minute episode of 10 minutes of each of the the three episodes. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Like, the most important part. So, yeah, not the strongest. Um... I enjoyed what I watched, um, and happy Orko got his uh, swan song. Yeah, I, I am right there with you. I thought, I think, like I said before, a lot of penultimate episodes fall into this trap because we know that the big thing is happening on the next episode, and this is, has to do a lot of work about you know setting thing everything up. And I think this episode had a bunch of high points. Like you said, Scareglow is great. It's great to see Scareglow in this series. I didn't know he was going to be in this series. And so when he showed up, I was super excited. Um, and uh, Orko's moments are great. His character development is fantastic. It's kind of sad that he's gone since we just mm-hmm. got a bunch of interesting character development. And then they took him out, which they do in TV shows sometimes. So that's fine. But um overall yeah it, it, it the i think when you start pulling apart or you know tugging at those threads that are kind of dangling the whole, whole thing kind of unravels and that's a shame but i think to your point this all of these episodes sort of benefit when watched in the typical netflix format like i hesitate to use the word 
binge watching because that's kind of a loaded term but you know if you watch these all at once more like kind of like a a movie i think uh these moments are better served with that because the you kind of have left less time to sort of dwell on them and uh i think instead you 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 get kind of like a whole complete story um when you watch all of these episodes sort of back to back so yeah on its own it doesn't really it's it's just not as strong as it could be and i think when i was when we got the hint that we were going to go to subternia i had a lot of expectations there about how because i mean like if eternia looks that wild you know in the masters of the universe show how wild would subternia be and the answer is it's not really it's a cave and it has like some illusions in it which is you know whatever but yeah but yeah overall an uneven episode with some great parts but uh what about what's on next episode john well let's see next episode is episode five the forge at the forest of forever a familiar figure warns tila and the others that there may be no escape from preternia Roboto risks his mechanical body to reforge the sword of power. Spoilers, the familiar <laughs> figure is the guy we just mentioned at about the end of this episode. <laughs> Adam. Um, yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to it. Like you said, we just uh, landed dead penultimate episode, so we're watching the ultimate episode of part one. We'll be, t- or, uh, yeah, part one of this season of X, however many seasons we're going to be getting of the show. Uh, we'll, we will have a uh, recap episode, so the next one we talk about, uh, that's too confusing. Anyway, you'll figure it out. <laughs> you'll um, get there. Yeah, we'll get, I was like, well, the one we're going to watch is the ultimate episode of part one, but for our show, Dear Skeletor, it's the penultimate episode because we're going to have a recap episode after that. That's pretty clear, about actually. Our predictions. Yeah, but, you know, I was saying it the way John does, which is very like confusing. I had to really talk it out loud like I did right there. <laughs> um, uh, but speaking of which, if you, any of you interested in listening to Forrest and I talk like this, but about a multitude of different topics and uh, uh, subjects and, uh, you know, a lot more Jeremy Renner's, a lot more Denver's The Last Dinosaurs, a lot more roundabouts, <laughs> uh, Joker laughs, to even Maxine's Haas from Living Single. Ha! <laughs> um, come find us on Pop Saga. Uh, real fun show, and you know we we just kind of let it everything hang loose. Uh, we definitely gonna have some real killer episodes coming up, so check that out. Um, and also before we say goodbye, we always like to thank Burton M Six. He does us a terrific service. He is definitely the most professional thing in either of the shows. And if you like our theme song, check out the show notes. You'll be able to find um where you can get a theme song of your own. Just don't steal ours. <laughs> um, definitely uh, check out his Fiverr page if you're interested in getting something quality, quick, and catchy. And until next time, remember, be kind to each other, because when it comes to making the world a better place for everyone, you have the power! It's fading out. <laughs> to all my people,
people if you're into He-Man The Skeletor, the unofficial revelations companion It's more than a cartoon, I'm here to let you know Masters of the universe, revelations, for sure We breaking down the episodes, this is what you need in Before He-Man, grab somebody and start eating From Evil in Clamp Champ, Tila and the Man of Arms They have the power, so come and join the squad Yeah, dear Skeletor, the unofficial revelations companion Let's go